this doesn't make any fucking sense. No. <laughs> it's the Book of Mormon and it doesn't make sense, James. Whatever will we do? Right. Well, honestly, I don't think that the moat and the beam are in the Book of Mormon. One of the few parts that <laughs> Joseph Smith did not use as a inspiration for his magnus opus that we <laughs> have to <laughs> struggle through on a fucking <laughs> weekly basis. Yes, the struggle is real. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. All right, should we get on with this bullshit? Yeah, let's read this Jerome. Jerome, Jerome, Jerome. Uh, where does he come up with these names? I mean, Jerome's an all right name, I suppose. I suppose. Uh, here, we grew up calling him Jerome. Oh, Jerome. Okay. Jerome. Yeah, that's something I noticed on our Moroni's Ouija board thing, too. I kept saying Moroni's. Moroni's. Yeah, Moroni's. Moroni. Just sounded so fucking Australian. Uh-huh. Craft cheese and macaroni. Yeah. I always kind of thought he was a pastor, you know, <sighs> not an angel. Oh my He's God. an angel hair pastor. I don't know if you paid any attention to the bullshit January 6th insurrection shit we had going on here last year. Oh, yeah. But there was some dumbass Mormon. Just one. There was one specific dumbass Mormon who decided he was going to, I don't know, have you heard of Captain Moroni and his title of liberty? I have not. Okay, well. Tell me more. What is his title of liberty? Uh, it's stupid. Basically, it's a flag that he wrote on to say that we are going to defend all the things that we love and uh. we're going to kill the Lamanites. We will get to it. It's in Moroni. Uh. But anyways, so this dumbass, fat, out of shape Mormon, I have no room to talk about the fat and out of shape, but he was a dumbass Mormon. I decided <laughs> he was going to dress up as Captain Moroni and he was going to make a title of liberty and he was going to go and march on the Capitol. It wasn't Brad Wilcox, was it? He's out of no, shape. No, he kind of looked like Brad Wilcox. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was an obvious redneck Utah boy. Jones, I've got a question for you before you go ahead. I know I'm interrupting. I'm sorry about that. Uh, no, not a problem. I want to know, how is it that in January last year, in the middle of COVID, when the prophet had told everyone to fast and pray about it, that there were any Mormons that were fat? How is that possible? Because Mormons <laughs> only pay attention to the parts of the word of wisdom that are not actually stated in the word of wisdom. Anything that is explicitly said in the word of wisdom, they don't pay any attention to. Oh, so what bits do they pay attention to? Caffeine. Because that double talk just completely confused me. They're pretty down on alcohol and tobacco. But as far as I remember, there's no actual teetotaler stance on tobacco or alcohol in the word of wisdom. It's been probably a decade at least since I read it. So technically Mormons can drink. In the word of wisdom, what it said was that you don't drink alcohol from other people. You only can drink alcohol that you've made. And that's because there was a conspiracy theory that enemies of Mormonism are going to poison their alcohol that they used in the sacrament and also used all over the place. When Brigham Young moved the saints out here, he owned distilleries and breweries and all sorts of things. So alcohol was not a big thing. I think it says tobacco is only to be given to cattle for sickness, which you don't do to cattle. Don't do that. That won't help at all. But at the time, it was, you know, folky medicine bullshit that they thought was going on. <laughs> but the things that the Mormons are really hard on, and not even anymore, because it depends on where the Mormons live at, was caffeine, uh, which isn't mentioned. No. Coffee. Coffee's not mentioned. The word of wisdom says don't drink hot drinks. So Mormons won't drink regular tea from the tea leaf or coffee because that has caffeine in it. But they don't have a problem drinking hot chocolate, which is a hot brewed drink because it doesn't have caffeine, except it does. And they also don't have a problem drinking caffeinated sodas. It's so damn confusing. It doesn't make sense. It's just double dutch. I interrupted you. There was a fat Mormon 
who was dressing up as Moroni. Yeah, and <laughs> any camera he could find, he was telling him, I'm Captain Moroni. He's a wonderful, powerful uh, figure of the Book of Mormon, and he stood for liberty and... Liberty, huh? Yeah, none of the news sources called him Captain Moroni. They just called him a gladiator. <laughs> he would not <laughs> shut the fuck up about him being Captain Moroni. So he didn't look like Moroni. He just looked like a Roman guy in a toga. It was like that Roman armor type look that he was doing. He looked like he was in a dress, didn't he? Yeah, he had an armored skirt. Yeah. <laughs> He finally just got charged with insurrection and stuff. And they still called his ass a gladiator, not Captain Moroni. So I, all the Mormon Utahns here are laughing at him because he's wanted to be Captain Moroni. He was just a fat-ass gladiator. So he was charged with impersonating an angel. <laughs> I don't remember what he was charged with. <laughs> That's how I choose to believe that. Hey, whatever works. That sounds more works. interesting. <laughs> it does. It certainly does. So why were you telling me about the oh, – that's because of the way I say Moroni, I guess. I, well, I think yeah. I've hung out with you guys long enough now that I'm starting to say it too, Moroni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Us Mormons are bad influence. It's kind of funny that, you know, technically a lot of people – who grew up Mormon, even if they are like ex-Mo, you know, like like removed their names from the church. Quite a large group that still want to claim Mormonism as their cultural background, even though they don't believe in any of the uh, beliefs or customs or anything like that. They want to be part of the culture, but I think the culture sucks. <laughs> I, I don't want to call myself Mormon. I really don't want to associate with Mormons. No. If I had my druthers, we would leave Utah and never look back. Well, maybe you'll get your wish one day. Who knows? Hopefully. Yeah, most likely not until my wife retires because her pension is all tied up in the school system here in Utah. So. <laughs> Exactly. That sucks, James. It does suck, but at the same time... You can take holidays. Yes. And my wife and I can go on Sundays and see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in a not crowded theater. It's pretty nice. <laughs> cool. That's what we did yesterday. Oh, was it good? Yeah, I liked it. I don't think we will take my youngest... <laughs> to it. He's not exactly a fan of creepy stuff. And it was directed by, you know, Sam Raimi. So there's oh. definitely some horror stuff. I mean, there are so many callbacks to like the evil dead and drag me to hell. Like the camera work, you're like, oh God, that's Sam Raimi all over the place. So <laughs> his fingerprints are definitely all over it. Were there any of the usual Sam Raimi cameos in there? Bruce was in there. Bruce was in there. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bruce. Yeah. Was Ted in there? No, I don't think I saw Ted. Jacques, uh, the mighty. Did I ever tell you I met Ted Remy? I think you did, yeah. Yeah, I met him at an airport one time. That's so cool. He was eating a homemade burrito. Wow. <laughs> he packed a burrito because airport food is fucking expensive. So, uh, it so is. He's famous, but I guess he's not that famous. He's worried about the price of airport food. So, I don't know. Uh, this is the thing these days. Mm -hmm. People think that just because you're known, you can make a living. But be actors, it's just an endless grind. You've got to do mm -hmm. it because you're love it i guess mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and i think they do <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so is there a preface for Jerome? There is a preface for Jerome. It is probably at least half the length of this chapter. <laughs> All right. It's like they made up for it because it's so fucking short. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, we've got to no. add some more crap in here. It's actually only three lines. I was being facetious. <laughs> but here's the thing I love about it. Here's what it says. The Book of Jerome, Chapter 1. This is the only chapter in this book. Why do you say Chapter 1? It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Anyways. 
<laughs> the Nephites keep the law of Moses. No, they don't. Look forward to the coming of Christ and prosper in the land. Many prophets labor to keep the people in the way of truth. About 399 to 361 BC. Actually, there's one question I had about this book. There's a part. I actually have pre-read this. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't take you long, did it? It didn't take long, no. Mm-mm. There's a part there where they're talking about how they've like multiplied exceedingly, you know, both the Lamanites and the Nephites all over the place. And I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. didn't they start with at the very most 20 people? Yeah, yeah, a couple dozen. And it's like 200 years later. Mm-hmm. How many people can there possibly so, be? That's just one of the many problems of the Book of Mormon is that if you consider historical birth and death rates and childhood mortality and all that stuff, the population would have maybe been into the hundreds by this point, not thousands scattered all over the land. But tell that to a believing Mormon and they'll come up with all sorts of apologetic bullshit like, oh, well, God bless them with safe births or some bullshit like that. Yeah, I think one of the apologetics is that they intermarried with the other native tribes that were there. That's recent. Until 2013, the preface to the Book of Mormon said that the Lamanites were the primary or sole progenitors of the Native Americans. Until 2013, despite the fact that, you know, DNA evidence had been around for more than a decade saying, uh uh-uh, they changed it to among the progenitors of the modern Native Americans. Uh. Still, I mean, even by 2013, DNA was going, "Uh uh-uh, there is no Hebrew DNA in the Native tribes here whatsoever. You guys are full of shit. They said that they kept the law of Moses in this very, very short chapter. Mm -hmm. But Did they mention anything about it? They said they built a temple. Did they bring the law of Moses with them? They don't talk about that. They don't talk about it, but remember, they did chop poor old Laban's head off so they get the brass plates so that they could have the law of Moses with them. And it was so important that Laban, one man die, lest the nation dwindle in unbelief. But then, of course, the nation did dwindle in unbelief. So, (laughs) I thought they chopped off his head to get the history. I didn't think it was the law. It was the history and the law, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. You could be right. I mean, you probably read it more recently than I have. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't present when you guys were going to that part of the book, and I have no desire to read it. Good. You don't need to go back. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to get, Jones. Nope. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just stupidity. Did you read all of the preface? Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> you want to go ahead with the first two yep. verses? Take it away, Jones. Now behold, I, Jerem, write a few words according to the commandment of my father Enos that our genealogy may be kept Enos the penis and as these plates are small just like his penis oh my god yeah probably <laughs> damn it <laughs> fucking patient alright now so over here. <laughs> and as these things are written for the intent of the benefit of our brethren the Lamanites wherefore it must needs be that I write a little mm. but I shall not write the things of my prophesying nor of my revelations. For what could I write more than my fathers have written? For have not they revealed the plan of salvation? I say unto you, yea, and this suffices with me. I don't think anyone could write more than his fathers. But again, he says, how could I write more than my fathers? Let me tell you over the next 10 to 12 verses, (laughs) if he was really trying to be brief, he as if Jerome was Jerome, Jerome, 
Should I call him Jerome? Jerome's a city. My sister lives there. Call him Jim, Jim and <laughs> Jerome. Call him whatever you want. The J-Man. The um, <laughs> if he was really trying to, to be brief and not put a lot of words and not, you know, ching, 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 chisel into the in his plates, <laughs> he could have just said, I am Jerome, the son of Enos. I did things, then I died. That's right. But even when he's trying to be brief, Joseph cannot shut his fucking yap. Anyways. All right. Let's go to verse three. All right. Behold, it is expedient that much should be done among this people because of the hardness of their hearts and the deafness of their ears and the blindness of their minds and the stiffness of their necks. Nevertheless, God is exceedingly merciful unto them and has not as yet swept them off from the face of the land. I love this verse. It's just like he's got a whole list of ailments these people have. Right. They're about to die of a heart attack. <laughs> they can't hear anything. Mm -hmm. And apparently minds don't become dim. They become blind or something. Right, yeah. But one thing that's for sure, they always need a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. They're not yep. getting it, though. Their necks are still nope. stiff. The whole Book of Mormon, they have stiff necks. Lots of atherosclerosis. There you go. Let's see, how many verses are in this? It's 15. Yeah, you know what? How about I just read the first half and you just read the second half? Sure, go for it. All right. Verse 4. Mm -hmm. And there are many among us who have had... No, fuck me. Stumbling over the words. All right, let's try it again. Verse 4. And there are many among us who have had... No, it, there's no have had. Why am I adding a had in that? Well, it's probably because you have a good understanding of language and you right. just feel like it would flow that way. It would, yeah. Joseph. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't flow. Right. It's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> All right. Read the text as presented. Even if it's wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to give verse four one more shot here um, and then I may just say fuck it. Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> Fuck me. It's not there. It's not there. That's it. I'm going to rate it. That's all. All right, you you take it, Gigi. Or you're not Gigi. Patience. <laughs> Fuck me. Obviously, yes, my am. brain is not working today. And <laughs> I have a law degree. Mm -hmm. uh, Gigi's been at some amazing wedding. Yeah, I saw the pictures from where that. Where some Chaldeans are getting married. I don't know what that means. What are Chaldeans? Are they Babylonians? I don't know. Chaldeans? Yeah. I've Chaldeans. never heard of such they a thing. They did some traditional Chaldean wedding where they oh, wow. pretended to kidnap the bride and sell her back to the groom or something for some amount. Mm. Like it was all just like a, a fun thing. It wasn't right. Yeah, it was else. right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she posted something about dancing and... Yeah, I saw that. She looked pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, she looked like she had a good time. Anyway. I just scroll through Facebook. I look at pictures and go, oh, okay, that looks interesting. I don't hardly ever read anything because... I don't want to. <laughs> That's the best way to read the Book of Mormon, by the way. Yeah, just look at the pictures. Right, yeah. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> you don't need to write it. <laughs> those pictures done by what's-his-name, those are exciting enough for That's right. a, a large portion of the population. All right, verse 4. And there are many among us who have many revelations, for they are not all stiff-necked. That's right. Some of them go regularly to the chiropractor. Mm -hmm. Some of them stretch before lifting. And as many as are not stiff-necked and have faith, have communion with the Holy Spirit, which maketh manifest unto the children of men. 
Jones, they're admitting that men can have children. Hey. According to their faith. We could hope that, but no, what they're just saying is that women don't count as anything. So uh, it's the men. Oh. I know. I'm sorry. I hate to burst your bubble of there being gender equivalent. No, I don't know what you call it. I don't know what you call it either because I mm-hmm. honestly cannot understand why any man, be they trans or not, would want to have a kid. Yeah, it is interesting. It doesn't make sense to me, but I get that this is a thing now and that's okay. People are going to be allowed to do what they want to do. Exactly. But I don't understand it, but it's freedom. Yeah, I, you do? Yeah, you. it is freedom. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> I have seen firsthand what the birth of a child does to a woman's body. It's a mess. My wife has told me how having children has completely fucked her body up. And so like me personally, as a man, if I were so inclined and had the medical capability of giving birth to a child, I wouldn't fucking do it. No. I mean, no. It would fuck you up. Yeah, it would fuck you up. And also, like, I'm a big proponent of foster care and adoption. There's enough children in this shitty-ass world that don't have parents. Oh, isn't that the truth? It seems selfish. It has to be your DNA in order for it to be your child. Yeah. You know, let me preface this, of course, I'm not a monster. I love my children. Of course. My children are among the four most important things in my life. Three of them are my kids. The other one's my wife. But... You know, if my wife and I have discussed, if we had to do it over again, we would not gotten pregnant as quickly as we did, first and foremost. I mean, my oldest, my daughter, she was due on our first wedding anniversary. (laughs) So It's the Mormon way, James. My wife's oldest sister was born eight months and a bit after her parents got married. Basically, her mom got knocked up on their honeymoon. Yeah. (laughs) Like, first time they could do it. You know, like, there's so many things that we could have done if we didn't have a kid. You know, it was wonderful. I loved being a parent, but God, there was so much shit we could have done. (laughs) We were living on 850 bucks a month for the first three years of our marriage. Wow. I don't know how that works Hold on. Hold on. My wife... What'd you say, hon? <laughs> 610? Are you fucking kidding me? That's all? That's not very much. Jesus fucking Christ. Maroney fucking angel. <laughs> you can come down if you want to, hon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 610. We were living on $610. Wow. We were getting food stamps. We were getting government assistance. We were living beyond a poverty level. That's crazy. If we didn't have a kid, my wife could continue to work. She could have continued to go to school. Uh, She did one semester after we got married and then she was sick and we were trying to prep for having a baby and we didn't have any money. So she couldn't afford to go to school after that. From one year on until about nine years ago, my wife was a stay-at-home mom. She got her associate's degree, which is like half of a bachelor's degree by doing online classes. She could have pursued a career so much earlier if we had delayed having kids or even not had kids. I know, right? So, you know, but the Mormon message is your job as the owner of a uterus is you are going to pop out babies and that's it oh that's so depressing Uh, it is that was like my daughter that's one of the things that caused her ginormous anxiety when Mm. she was still going to church because the messaging she was getting was that all she was good for was having babies and all she was good for was being a vessel for a man's penis (sighs) i mean it's not like they came out and said that but 
And she knows what they're saying. Of course. And so she had anxiety going to church every fucking week. I would. Because that was the message. And she knew that that's not what she wanted from her life. And the other thing that gave her anxiety was the thought of eternity. That would freak her out. She's like, I don't, uh, that's, that's scary. In Mormonism, eternity is supposed to be the special, wonderful thing if you, you know, follow the right laws and you become a good little Mormon. But it's not that great even for a woman because eternity for a woman in the celestial kingdom is simply to pump out babies. I know. You are there to get fucked by your husband and pop out celestial babies. And that's it. That's all you're going to be doing. It's celestially boring. It's extreme. For both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The men are just celestially making endless progeny and creating and a planets planet. And Although not yeah, necessarily exactly. making a planet now. Apparently you don't necessarily no. get your second no. anointing, whatever the fuck that means. Okay, well, no. This, okay, the second anointing. What can is the get second anointing? It. I saw that on Reddit and I'm reading through this thing and I'm thinking, oh, what the fuck are they pouring oil on now? The second anointing is something that's given to the upper echelon in the Mormon church. It's very secretive. They stopped talking about it sometime in the early 20th century, late 19th century. Anyways, basically, you'll see it referred to in Mormon scripture and Mormon talk as your calling and election made sure, which means basically you are 100% guaranteed to make it to the celestial kingdom, hmm. which is the highest heaven. The secret ceremony that's done on Sundays in the temple for hand-selected Mormons, where they are basically basically anointed and they are given a blessing that says that unless they murder someone or if they deny the Holy Ghost, they are guaranteed to get into the highest level of heaven. But they can do anything else. Yes, they can do anything else. Lie, cheat, steal. If you look at the <laughs> leadership of the Mormon church, they have absolutely no problem. Bald face lying ah. to the media, to members of the church, to each other. Mm. And it's because as far as they're concerned, their calling election is made sure. Holland and Oaks, when they went over to England last year. Holland and Oaks, it sounds like a comedian duo. Yeah, or one of those hippy-dippy singing groups groups from like the 70s or 60s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, when they went over to England, it was basically a rescue because the church is in a nosedive over in Europe and in England. Holland actually screwed up because uh, they have been told not to talk about the second election, the second writing. The second erection. Yeah, that too. Well, you know, when I was younger in my refractionary period, was better, <laughs> but I'm in my mid 40s now. I don't experience that anymore. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but Holland actually talked about how Elder So and so doesn't have to come over here for his salvation. His salvation's already guaranteed. Oh. So he kind of fucked up and talked about it where he wasn't supposed to talk about it. Oh. The second anointing, like many of the things in Mormonism, was not talked about for the last hundred years until the internet showed up and everybody's like, oh, hey, what about, and they're talking about it. So it's one of those not very well kept <laughs> secrets anymore. The internet really threw a spanner in the work of secrets in general. Thank God. Yeah. Secrets are boring. They are. All right. Verse five. Mm -hmm. And now behold, 200 years had passed away and the people of Nephi had waxed 
their legs. Mm. They had waxed strong. They used very strong wax stones on well, their legs. Well, I mean, yeah, those pictures that Gigi posted, they weren't very hairy, were they? No, very oiled up and buff. Those were smooth oiled sinews, so maybe they did wax. It's possible. They were big on their image, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wax strong in the land. They observed to keep the law of Moses and the Sabbath day holy unto the Lord, and they profaned not, neither did they blaspheme. Okay, what's the difference? Profanity is just regular swear words, but blaspheme is invoking a deity. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. That's a Right, or God damn it, or, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh. Or I swear to God. On this podcast, we try and do both. I'm trying to hit my quota. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We should have a swear ding every time there's a swear. Are you kidding? Okay, (laughs) patience, if we had that, 90% of the edit time would just be inserting dings every fucking time one of us opens our mouth. <laughs> Especially while you were setting up your mic if I had that recording. Yeah, he's like, fucking God, piece of shit. It's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and the laws of the land were exceedingly strict. I just find that really odd. I'm not really sure why they put that in there. Are they saying they were so strict but in a good way? Like I they don't... kept the law as God commanded it? Or I'm not sure what they're saying there. You can see this all through the fucking Book of Mormon. They are comparing the Nephites to the Lamanites. And the Lamanites are just a stand-in for the indigenous population of the Americas. This entire thing is about explaining the ruins that are found throughout the Americas, these giant feats of engineering. Obviously, there must have been a smart, well-organized, civilized group of people that did all this stuff. And so what they're saying is the Lamanites were wicked and lazy and idolatrous people. (laughs) That somehow achieved a lot. And it somehow still winded up murdering every single fucking Nephite there was. Ah, good job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just look at the next verse. They're just bagging. I know. It's just good old-timey racism. Mm. The Mormons just didn't like that the Native Americans had two-spirit people. That seems to be the only thing that they care about at the moment. They just can't have trans people. Right. Even though they make up less than 1% of the population. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mormons, they ran Native American re-education schools where they would take kids from their parents and bring them to the schools and try and basically whiteify them. Whiteify. Yeah, they would tell them that their culture was bad and unhealthy and unsafe. Basically, they would try to make them as white as possible. Uh, it wasn't just the Mormons. They did it up in Canada. The Catholic yeah, no. Church did it all over the place. Oh, it happened in Australia too, Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like the Aborigines there. Fuck. And it wasn't by religious people so much either. Like, I'm sure they were in some ways, but... It would be wonderful if religion went away, but humans are just instinctually... Shitty. Bigots. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they're bigots. Instinctually, Mm -hmm. they're bigots. That's right. We like to clump and we like to crown kings and then we like to just divorce all responsibility because the king did it and then... Right, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's all crap. Anyway, Mm -hmm. verse six. And they were scattered upon much of the face of the land and the Lamanites also. And they were exceedingly more numerous than were they of the Nephites. Oh, I wonder why that is. Mm. And they loved murder and would drink the blood of beasts. 
Oh, mm-hmm. tragedy. Right. I bet that one time, one white dude saw one Native American participating in a holy ceremony where maybe like they drank the blood of a killed deer to honor the spirit or some shit like that. They decided that every single Native American was drinking blood. Yeah, it's not something that's going to happen very often anyway. No, because no. It- Probably doesn't taste good, unless you're German, maybe. Maybe. Well, yeah, you've got black hooding, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And why were they more numerous? Well, because know. they were evil and idolatrous, and all they were doing was fucking while these good, righteous white people were only having sex within the marriage. <laughs> Verse 7, and it came to pass that they came many times against us, gross, <laughs> the Nephites, to battle. But our kings and our leaders were mighty men in their faith of the Lord, and they taught the people the ways of the Lord. Wherefore, we withstood the Lamanites and swept them away out of our land. Oh, really? And began to fortify our cities or whatsoever place of our inheritance. Ah, what cities? There actually are many ruins of very large cities that were built by the native population here in the Americas. Unlike in Central and South America, where they built using a lot of stone, they actually have like the pyramids and stuff like that. Here up in North America, it was mostly wood and dirt. So there's not like foundations and stuff like that, but there are giant mounds. Excavations have found evidences of very large cities that were populated by Native Americans. Wow. It's just that Americans have this view of Native Americans that they were scattered and they were just all over the place and there weren't that many of them. Truth be told, there wasn't as many as there used to be because the Spaniards showed up a couple hundred years before we did, and they brought diseases. Right. They didn't have immunities built up to any of these diseases, and the diseases swept all up and down the Americas mm. and just wiped out the native population. I don't remember how much percentage-wise, but it's like 50, 60, 70% were wiped out by basically plagues brought by Europeans. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible, and it's sad. You know what makes that story even worse even if the europeans had been more good-natured and didn't want to take over the land they just wanted to visit let's just say that was the case it wasn't mm-hmm. the case they did take over mm-hmm. let's just say they wanted to visit they still would have ended up wiping out mm-hmm. huge swaths of native americans yep. just by yep. being there it's crazy yeah life is brutal it is <laughs> verse 8 And we multiplied exceedingly and spread upon the face of the land and became exceedingly rich in gold and in silver and in precious things and in fine workmanship of wood, in buildings and in machinery. I love that one, machinery. (laughs) What machinery did they make? Well... That's not the way they did things. They used simple machines, levers, and inclined planes. Those are simple machines, but machinery is more complicated. Right. They are saying that the Nephites had all this machinery because they were a high-level culture. And the other ones, the Lamanites and Native Americans, were a low culture. Right. Again, it's just making the distinction, hey, Nephites were just like us, even though... A, they didn't exist, and B, well, I don't think you even need a B. A, they didn't fucking exist. You guys are just racist fuckers. (laughs) (sighs) Yep. Anyways, and in machinery and also in iron and copper and brass and steel 
bullshit, 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 whatever. <laughs> Making all manners of tools of every kind to till the ground and weapons of war. Yea, the sharp pointed arrow and the quiver and the dart and the javelin and all preparations for war. And thus, being prepared to meet the Lamanites, they did not prosper against us. But the word of the Lord was verified which he spake unto our fathers, saying that, Inasmuch as ye will keep my commandments, ye shall prosper in the land. Boring. And it came to pass that the prophets of the Lord did threaten the people of Nephi, <laughs> according to the word of God, that if they did not keep the commandments, but should fail into transgression, Oh, they should be destroyed from off the face of the land. We need some power ballad solo here. <laughs> yeah. Just to make this more interesting. Everybody now. <laughs> Wherefore the prophets and the priests and the teachers did labor diligently, exhorting with all long suffering the people to diligence. So he's got diligently and then diligent. Oh my yeah. God. Mm -hmm. Teaching the law of Moses and the intent for which it was given. What was the intent for which it was given? Just to prove that people are people, really, isn't it? Like, I don't know. No, he's about to tell you. After oh, the okay. He's answering my yeah. question. That's nice. He's such a prophet. Yeah, he asks the question and then he tells you what the answer is supposed to be. <laughs> He makes the problem and then he solves it for you, just like a politician. Just like any other church. <laughs> yes. Politician, anybody in power, they present you with a problem and then they're the only solution to that problem. So you have to go to them. Group Dynamics 101 with Joseph mm -hmm. Smith. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Persuading them to look forward unto the Messiah. Oh, that's just such Christian rhetoric. Mm -hmm. And believe in him to come as though he already was. And after this manner did they teach them. And it came to pass that by so doing, they kept them from being destroyed upon the face of the land. He keeps talking about the face of the land. Mm. What was it? Looking back at him and saying, please don't come here. Please go <laughs> yep. away. And they did prick their hearts. No, Joseph, you're the prick. He wasn't pricking hearts, that's for sure. Oh, no, no. Mm -mm. He was very particular about what he did with the pricking. Mm -hmm. Their hearts, with the word, continually stirring them up unto repentance. Okay, whatever. Take it away, Jones. Verse 13. Lucky you. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> and it came to pass that 238 years had passed away after the banner of wars and contentions and dissensions for the space of much of the time. And I, Jerem, do not write more, for the plates are small. Mm. But behold, my brethren, ye can go to the other plates of Nephi. For behold, upon them the records of our wars are engraven, according to the writings of the kings, or those which they caused to be written. And I deliver these plates unto the hands of my son Omni, that they may be kept according to the commandments of my fathers. Omni. What a great name. Yeah. And uh, that's another one chapter book. <laughs> oh, thank fuck. It's still basically the same shit. And I have a book. And they told me to write in the book. So I'm going to write in the book. I'm not going to tell you anything that happened. Uh, I'm writing the book. Oh, I'm dead now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> On another note, it seems like if you take this as all true, the descendants haven't been particularly interested in chinking away in the place. Mm -mm. 
They're like, oh, this is boring. Yep. I'm just going to make a one-chapter opus and just get it out of the way. Yep, Enos the Penis, Jerem. <laughs> Jerem who shares them. And Omni all were like, fuck this shit. I got better stuff to do. I'm only going to spend two weeks laboriously chiseling into these gold plates. Actually, you know what? If it was gold plates, I don't think it would be that hard to chisel in. No. Gold's pretty soft. Yeah, that's right. Which means that the, your engravings aren't going to last. <laughs> Especially if you have plates on plates on plates on plates, just going to squish it all down. It's a bit antithetical, isn't it, to the whole point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was reading something today about the apologetics that the whole time they were gold plates, gold plates, gold plates, pure gold plates. They're referred to as pure gold plates in the fucking Book of Mormon and in the writings from Joseph Smith and his contemporaries. And now they're saying... Maybe they were just golden. Yeah, just like they were doing in the Saints podcast. It's hard work being a Mormon, let's face it. It is. The loops, the hoops you have to jump through, the mental gymnastics are exhausting. <laughs> Absolutely exhausting. Well, Jones, it's been a pleasure as per usual. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for the new mic setup you've got there and spending hey, time no problem. reading this horseshit no with me. We've gotten you done a bit earlier, I think, than usual. Hey, today, there so you go. Good. Yeah. Yay. My wife might not actually be snoring by the time I get back upstairs. Good. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.